Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Washington, D.C., the Oilers and the Capitals tonight. It is a 6 p.m. Edmonton time puck drop. It's a nationally broadcast game in both the United States and in Canada. And it'll be Stuart Skinner, the former Bakersfield Condor, going head-to-head against Charlie Lindgren. We'll tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a listler, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Brendan Escott's a fan of the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. All right, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And a team that had a real good week, uh, whereas things uh, went a little sideways for the Oilers and their uh, being outscored to the tune of 9-3 to in their final four periods this past week after ringing off five straight wins. Bakersfield won three games last week, and uh, Colin Chalk's their head coach, and he joins us right now on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Hi, Colin. How you doing? Doing great, Bob. How about yourself? Good. Looks like you guys got Henderson's number. Yeah, well, you know what? We're uh, we're, we're thankful for uh, to have some momentum right now, but... Uh, I think um, I think for sure the first one could have won either way. We had a late goal there uh, right before the period ended, but uh, I think the the last two here, our, our guys really uh, really really played hard and uh, uh, PK really stepped up, and there were some good moments. That's for sure. All right, well let's uh, get to uh, the proverbial elephant in the room, and that's Philip Roberg. He's the Oilers' eighth overall pick in 2019. Um, you know, it, it was interesting because he didn't look right to me from about the second game on in the Penticton tournament. Uh, and I know he ended up going down there, and I believe it was sort of a, you know, a, a, a core issue or upper body issue of some sort. He played a game and then suddenly was out of the lineup this past week. Um Anything specific that we should be concerned about? Is it a, a short-term situation? Is it a separate scenario? Can you provide any clarity at this time? Because we're getting lots of texts and lots of fans are, you know, we're sitting there watching Zegers light it up for the Anaheim Ducks and the fans wanted to see Broberg in a lineup. So what's going on there? Yeah. So, um, you know, yes, came back, you know, re- recovered. He was ready to go. And uh, I, I tell you, it was a, uh, it was a kitchen incident. Okay, and that's a hundred percent truth. He was cooking a beautiful steak and had it ready to go, and uh, his oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want he was ready to uh, slice it up nicely in a perfect temperature, as he explained it. Him and his girlfriend had a conversation how it was going to be done. She taught him how to do it, and he was ready to go. And he went to pull the guard off the knife, and the guard was already pulled off. So you can imagine pulling the guard off the knife with the guard already off and that 
Cavas uh, basically sliced his hand, unfortunately, and just a freak thing that anybody could have done. And that that's what's kept him out of the lineup. So um, he, he should return this, this, this weekend. So we're excited uh, for that to be all healed up. So he had stitches across his, like on the palm of his hand? Correct, yes. Correct, yep. Oh, 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 that'd be... That'd be a pain. <laughs> Imagine holding gripping your stick with that. I had heard that it was a little bit of. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So he is okay. I guess the bottom line is he is okay. I mean, this is an important guy for you, because I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. Do you have an NHL contracted left shot defenseman in your lineup right now? Or are they all on no. NHL deals? Yeah, all on AHL deal, left shot uh, defenseman. Yeah, they're all AHL deals. Yeah, so we, um, you know, it's, you, you think about Bakersfield, yes, but, you know, our, our most important job is to make sure uh, we're developing uh, NHL players for the oil, and, and we want to win. Uh, uh, you know, that that's extremely important too, but, you know, like like you said, you know, we, we got to make sure that uh, there's a left shot option available, and, um, you know, he hasn't been up until this point, so. All right. Uh, well, let's start in goal because you got a couple wins. You just started a couple different guys in back-to-back games. Uh, Rodrigue and Calvin Pickard, how do they play for you? The, the last three have uh, been excellent. I tell you, there was uh, versus San Diego, you know, we were in control of the game. And uh, there was a moment that there was a few minutes left. And finally, uh, pulled their goalie six on four, uh, five on three. And, um, you know, it could go either way. You know, you saw the Oilers in the home opener, right? They're down all of a sudden, uh, you know, a couple goals. And the next thing you know, they're on the winning end. So goaltender really, really uh, shut the door. Um, and then and then Rodrigue was, was calm in the net, you know, like uh, have his first home start of the season, have a week of practice, rest, all that kind of stuff. No no excuses. And he was, he was rock solid, uh, you know. And then the, the back-to-back going in with travel, and if you saw the second period there, a slew of penalties, uh, we, we need to take care of uh, our sticks as well. well. We'll take some responsibility for that. But, uh, you know, badly outshot uh, based on uh, two five-on-threes. And uh, pick was pick was unbelievable. You know, having said that, our team did build a lead and when we, 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 we played we played quite well. Uh, but there could have been, it could have went the other way, and he was definitely there to backstop us. All right. Uh, I got to ask you about Michael Kesseling. I mean, he's tied for the AHL lead in goals right now. He's a six foot five right shot defenseman. When we saw him play in Penticton, I'll be honest with you, Colin, I'm not sure what I was seeing. Like, I was, you know, he, he, he's got some risk to his game a little bit. I don't know if, you know, I would call him elite offensively, but he's got five goals and 27 shots this year. I think he had a fight this past weekend. Um, are you seeing some progression in his game as a prospect? Uh, yes, uh, a lot of progression, and the message has been very clear from top down: is that you are a shutdown, you are a defensive defenseman. You need to defend and value and playing tough and playing hard. And yes, you can grow your offensive part of the game next. Uh, I, I think he understands where he is. What I know is that he had a very good summer. He worked hard. He got his head and his mind right. Put on some muscle. Um, he, he can shoot the puck very hard. And I will tell you, every time he overhandles it and he tries to look for something better, 
it does not work out. Uh, when he's simple, gets it on and off the stick quickly, because he shoots it so hard, there's been some traffic. He's had a little bit of puck luck, but he's also played very well. And lastly, I would say from the, the toughness side, you know, there was times last year that he might have not wanted to engage in those areas, and um, he engaged in, in an area in Penticton, and he also engaged in one uh, last night as well. So uh, a pretty tough customer as well, so I was really happy to see that. Yeah, it looked like uh, Henderson got uh, a little bit nasty and tried to turn that into a bit of an old-school game. You got Vincent Darnay, uh, Deharnay back, and he, he's a guy that I think has a chance, maybe even a better chance, just because I think he's got a more specified role, and he was amongst the, the plus-minus le- leaders last year in the AHL. He's a six foot seven right-shot defenseman, so he got into one. Alex Peters, who I loved in uh, preseason, uh, got into a battle as well. So you do have a lot of size on the fence, don't you? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. There's uh, there's some there's some trees as the uh, as our as we call them, and they're they're not shrubs. They're 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 trees. They're getting away. They're in lanes. They they box out. They get sticks on puck. And I, I think, uh, like you said, Desi has been very, Darnay has been very very understanding and clear to you know how he is is going to to be a National League player, and that's defending. That's blocking shots. That's boxing out. That's being hard to play against that's moving pucks quickly up to the forwards cleanly and uh you know he, he's uh, it's been been great to see his evolution from when he first came into the organization and to where he is now you banged off some wins xavier borgo was a little quiet offensively he's a sec 22nd overall pick in the 2021 draft a lot of the Oilers fans are excited about him uh how would you assess his play through the first nine games this season I, I think he was a little bit unsure in the beginning, uh, and then uh, when he when he scored his, his first goal, we saw a confidence boost, like like anybody, right? You know, whatever it is you do, you have some positivity. You start to feel good about yourself, uh, and then I think he he was just okay in these, this past weekend. Um, but you know that, that that those are those are young things and, and maturity that uh, that he goes through. I remember a point on the bench. Uh, uh, Saturday night in Vegas, I kind of put my arms on his shoulder and I just kind of give him like a little fake massage. I'm like, it's okay, Greg, you're all right, you know. And Brad was Brad Malone, our captain, was sitting beside him and he started laughing. I just said, just just play, it's okay. You don't have to be you don't have to be so tense. You don't have to score on every shift. And sometimes you got to chip pucks in and you got to fold your hand. And it's, you know, we're in Las Vegas. <laughs> like you can't you can't bet on uh, on the house every time right sometimes you just got to walk away and uh and that he's got to learn those things uh but he's got some he's got quick feet he's someone that's been killing penalties and he's growing his role and we'll continue to do that here moving forward against san diego you had a couple players that were in limbo uh back in edmonton uh couldn't get down to bakersfield uh because of immigration issues and matthias yanmark uh, and Noah Philp, and I'm just wondering if you saw them better here this past weekend, maybe as they got started playing again a bit more. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, yeah, Mark, you know, uh, obviously an NHL veteran player, and so when he 
it took him a little bit to get going. But even in game one, he he knew what areas not to put himself in trouble and just to keep things super simple and be above the puck and all those sorts of things. But did he take some steps this weekend? Absolutely. You know, he made more plays. He skated better. He was more physically engaged. He created some offense. All those sorts of things, which you know, help you be uh, three and uh, three and zero in the last three. Um, Noah a little bit different because he looked like he was a little bit lost. You know, I remember you and I chatted and he was in the face-off circle and, he, you know, he's one for eight and, uh, you know, looked like he had lost his legs and that, that but that, that happens when you, when you're, you're not on the ice for a little bit and you're, you're, like you said, kind of in limbo, right? Um, good conversations with him, had some extra work. The coaches made sure he got some extra touches and what, what a weekend they had, you know, uh, he skated, he was on pucks, he was poised, uh, put him back on the right side, killed penalties, a really, really happy, uh, scored his first professional goal, like all sorts of things. Um, but he, but he was hard and he, and he stayed on pucks and he was mean and he was hard to play against. And I think that was, was really, really uh, exciting uh, for Noah Philp. Yeah, he's uh, leading the team at plus five. Now, one guy that the fans are asking a lot about is Carter Savoy. He got hurt in the second game of the rookie tournament, second shift for him against Calgary, and was out of the lineup uh, basically for a month. Uh, got a couple the other night. The guy can shoot the puck, can he? Yeah, you know, bo- both goals were at the blue paint. Uh, you know, and we're you know, you know, score your first pro goal, and never mind one get two, is always a real exciting uh, a time. Uh, I think Carter's still got got some time to get up and get going. Uh, you know, he needs to continue uh, building his pace in in the game and his and his hardness. Uh, but having said that, right, uh, you need you need uh, people to shoot the puck in the back of the net to to win games because every one every one the other team gets, you need two to win, and that's the that's the bottom line. Uh, but I will say, he got to those hard areas. Not, not more so like a, a good hard release or a quick shot in areas where you may have seen in Denver. Uh, it was more, it was more blue collar, and it was good to see him go to those areas. Clem Costin, I mean, this guy has played in the National Hockey League. He's down there. I know he he had one tough weekend. I'm just wondering how he's performed for you so far. This is a player the Oilers acquired, a former first round pick back in 2017, a six foot three. Uh, left shot uh, out of uh, Russia that played 46 games in the National Hockey League, including 40 last year for the Blues. How's he looked? You know, he started really well for us. And then, then, you know, that that Tucson week was, you know, we looked at those minus four and, you know, like – he, he he really really wasn't involved like it wasn't on him but as sometimes those are you know you're kind of a guilty by association or however you, however you want to put it um you know he wasn't as good this week you know uh, some penalty trouble and especially in the last game in vegas it kind of took him out of the game he's not someone that is is killing uh, for us at this time but having said that there's something there like he is there's a he's a big body he's someone who can forecheck and protect the puck got some patience he's got a real good interesting uh view on on how offense should be played and, and little plays that he makes so i believe there's something there i think uh, uh i think that oiler fans should be excited about him all right colin uh where are you at this week we're uh san diego uh, uh in san diego on uh Friday and at home against Ontario on Saturday.
Best of luck. We'll hook up next Monday, okay? Okay. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Have a great week. You bet. That's Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. It's 149 in Edmonton. We'll come back with this day in Oilers history and get into the Oilers Now audio vault with some thoughts from Connor McDavid. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 150 in Edmonton, time for this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. This January, you'll get a chance to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights in all the famous Vegas attractions. You'll stay three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip. Game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly. For much, much more, reach out to newwesttravel.com. And going on this date, back to 1987, Grant Fuhrer, records his first shutout in almost three years. That's November 7th, 1987. He stops 26 Buffalo Sabres shots as the Edmonton Oilers beat the Sabres by a score of 5 nothing. All right, at this time, as promised, we're going to go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault, it is presented daily by direct workwear proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip here is connor mcdavid being asked about the significance of game number 500 tonight you know getting a chance to live out my dream and play in the nhl and um to have done it you know for 500 games now it uh means a lot to me um i know there's not a lot of guys that get to that number um so it's uh it's it's special to me. Um, yeah. And McDavid was asked about his evolution as a leader. It's a different kind of job to, to be a captain in the NHL and something that I don't think anyone necessarily feels ready for. And um, You know, it's something that uh, you just got to kind of live with and, you know, um, experience to, to kind of fully understand what, what it means to, to be a good captain and to, to um, you know, it's something that uh, I still work on every day and still trying to get better. Um, you know, but I feel like I've come a long way. And... There you go. Uh, meanwhile, Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had this to say on Connor McDavid uh, in his 500th game. Yeah, I am. Um... You know, it feels like it's gone by fast. Um, you know, uh, in what he's done and been able to accomplish uh, in such a short time, um, I think is uh, amazing. He's a generational player. Um, he's someone um, that I don't think gets enough credit on the leadership side of things um, because it's not 
for Connor, it's not just about setting the example. It's about also holding the team to a certain standard and holding people accountable to that standard. And I think that's a lot of stuff that people don't get to see from behind the scenes, but I do. Uh, I've seen a young man mature over those 500 games. I've seen a player evolve and mature. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a treat to be around and treat uh, to watch uh, operate on a day-in, day-out basis. And Jay Woodcroft added some additional comments on Connor McDavid continuing to evolve. Yeah, I, you know, my I've seen him at different stages in his career, like Bob was saying. I saw him as an assistant coach and in, in navigating his way and finding his way in the National Hockey League. I saw him go through uh, some adversity when the team uh, didn't make the playoffs. And, and uh, so I think there's two different things there. I think there is um, evolving his personal game, which I see 200-foot player. I see a lot of defensive details in his game. And I see someone who has adapted offensively he doesn't just resort to doing the same thing uh, day in day out year in year out he's someone who adapts uh, and finds new ways uh, but from the leadership side of things I see someone driven to win and uh, is trying to do it the right way and and set the standard uh, and also help maintain the standard for the team and um, you know I think he's a very proud individual he's as I said he's matured um, you know uh, just as going from an 18 year old finding his way into the league to where he is now but I think emotionally and mentally and leadership wise he's come a long way uh, as well so it's a credit to him and all the work that he puts in. One more clip in our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game. Wayne Gretzky's thoughts on Connor McDavid improving as a goal scorer. I would say, um, barring an injury, that he might have 50 goals by Christmas time. <laughs> so I don't think people have to worry about him getting 50 goals. I said in the first night, opening night, a Colorado-Chicago game that, you know, I think that um, there's no question that Connor is the best player in the game. Uh, he's got a nice helper, and Dreisaitl is in the top three best players in the game. So he's in a nice situation, but at the end of the day, uh, Connor's work ethic and his desire to want to win a championship and be the best player every night, you can see it exudes through the whole hockey club. Um, you know, over 82 games, you're going to have games like last night where you get up 3-1, to one, goaltender gets hurt, you think you're in the driver's seat and maybe going to win 5 or 6-2 or 5 or 6-1, but those kind of games happen. And I think Jay has proven that he's a very uh, smart, astute coach. Um, you're going to have ups and downs over 82 games, but this hockey club is a much better hockey club than it was two or three years ago. And the experience of the run that they had going to the Stanley Cup semifinals, um, and they got nothing to be ashamed of. They lost to a better team last year, a team that was the Stanley Cup champion. There you go. That's Wayne Gretzky talking a bit about Connor McDavid, but overall about the Edmonton Oilers. Wayne was on our Friday edition of Oilers Now. All right, here's what we got coming tomorrow. Uh, for the horses and horse racing, Alberta, of course, uh, Century Mile, that's your location. The thoroughbred season just wrapped up. Uh, standard breads to get started shortly. Uh, but coming up tomorrow, Frank Saravalli will be joining us at 1230. Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland. We've not had him on since the, the start of the regular season, so we'll get his thoughts 
with the team finishing up their 13th game of the season tonight. Uh, speaking of tonight, 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 up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Uh, Jalen and I will have the 6.30 chat afternoons today from 3 until 4.30. Reed Wilkins will have the face-off show with myself, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, the Oilers Radio Network with the call of tonight's game, Cam and myself at uh, 6 p.m. Special thanks to Derek Scott and Brendan Escott for gutting through uh, uh, some dental challenges today to help us out here on Oilers Now. We'll be back at you at uh, 4.30 Edmonton time. So long for now from Washington, D.C.